Welcome to the Time to Thrive podcast, a podcast designed to help you level up every aspect in your life. I am one of your hosts, Jordan. And I'm Jared. We're a multi-passionate couple so excited about helping others thrive in their health, wealth, relationships, and careers. Together, we are here to share with you knowledge, experiences, tips, and tricks to help you step into your fullest potential while also keeping it real. If you're ready to create the life of your dreams and have fun doing it, then you've come to the right place. So hit that subscribe button and press play because baby, it's it's time time to to thrive. thrive. What is up everyone and welcome back to the Time to Thrive podcast. So this week's episode is going to be a little bit different um, as I recorded this webinar for our clients within our health and wellness business and I stopped the recording and was like, oh my gosh, we need to put this up as a podcast because there is so much good information in it. So if you listened to my hormone story part one, which we dropped a few weeks back, if you haven't listened to it already, definitely go do that. Um, But this is a little bit more of the educational side and I am not a hormone expert. I'm just going to put that out there right now, but there's a ton of information in here of things that I have just learned throughout my journey some scientific stuff, some not, but that has just really helped me and that I think would be really good kind of hormone health basics 101 education for you to dive into and to really start to get a grasp of little things that you can be doing day in and day out to just, you know, push that needle forward by 1%. So I hope that you enjoy it. If there are any questions, drop them onto my Instagram. I would love to connect. My Instagram handle is below in the description. And then I've also added in a cart that if you have any interest of grabbing any of the products that I do talk about that I use on a day-to-day basis, you can just click on that link, get all the information. And of course, shoot me over any questions uh, via Instagram that you have about those as well. If you need recommendations or help with anything more specific, you will see that there's also a survey link in the description that if you are struggling with certain things that are hormonal or your skin or bloating or whatever, fill that out. And then I will definitely get in touch with you there. So I hope you enjoy it. Would love to connect with you if you do have questions. Otherwise, let's take it away. Okay. Good evening, everyone. I am so excited to hop on to here um, and take you guys through a bit of a hormone webinar. I have not done one of these in a hot minute. Um, so it was really fun to put together a presentation for you all and just include a little bit more information um, and really just deep dive into kind of hormone basics, which I think is what most people need and want. We're not going to get too scientific on you. Um, you're not going to need a science degree to understand understand things that we're talking about but there are a lot of things that just need to come to mind and need to be reminders so if you don't know who I am my name is Jordan and I'm obviously an independent consultant and national vice president with Argonne Um, I am also a full-time dentist here in Vancouver British Columbia Canada and I love what I do in both facets and one of the biggest pieces of what I love to do is just to help others and to educate others on how to be just that little bit more healthy, right? Like we are not perfect human beings. We don't need to be perfect human beings. But when we actually have the knowledge about what we're doing, we can do better, right? When we know more, we can do better and we can make those conscious choices as consumers and just as human beings 
to just be a little bit more aware and to make those choices day in and day out. I always say if we can push that needle 1% forward, maybe more towards a non-toxic life, maybe towards, you know, progress in the gym or whatnot, we're going to increase our chances of living a long, healthy, amazing life and feel our best, right? So super briefly, um, why I love hormone health is that I actually had terrible hormone health back in my early 20s. So we've kind of come full circle. It is not perfect by any means at this point, but hormone health is a journey. And I want to preface that, that it is something that is always ebb and flowing as women specifically, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Men are a whole other ball game. Um, we are very complex creatures. Like our hormones are wild. We can literally create life. It is incredible but it is also so dynamic. So every single person is different, every single person's body and hormone profile and everything. So I'm gonna give you basics and I want you to really kind of come in tune and like jot things down that you're like, mm, okay, yeah, that's hitting on it. Okay, yeah, I can be really aware of this. When I was in my early 20s, I was in full adrenal fatigue. I was not even producing estrogen. Like my cortisol had already spiked and then plummeted. Um, so I was in full on adrenal fatigue. It was miserable. I was consuming over 1100 milligrams of caffeine a day, which is a lot. Um, that's like 10 plus coffees a day. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, and I felt the most exhausted that I ever had. And I was to a point where I had zero libido. I literally could not get wet. Sorry, we're going there. It's hormones, but like, it was not a fun time to be alive. I, um, got a bunch of hormone tests done and obviously just had to start kind of making those conscious switches to make sure that I was taking care of me. So I'm going to share my screen. I've got a little presentation for everyone tonight. Um, hopefully you guys can see my face as well, but I do want to do, do, do. we're just going to go like this. So there we go. Okay. Can someone just right in the can i see the chat i don't know someone text me who has my number if everything is all good because <laughs> i can't see anyone on here um i've never used canva uh, presentations but they looked really pretty so i wanted to make sure that they were all good okay so healthy hormones time to thrive from the inside out this is you guys cannot see the powerpoint okay we're gonna go back here let me just exit this. We are, let's just make this big screen. Here. We're going to troubleshoot this. Uno momento. Share screen. Desktop. Share. Now you guys can see my dirty desktop. That's fun. Welcome to my life. Present full screen. Okay, now we should be good. We good? We're in business, thumbs up. Now I can see you guys. Okay, perfect. Okay, so agenda, we're gonna go through some hormone basics, cover gut health, caffeine consumption, stress and sleep, cycle syncing, weight loss, switching and ditching, and then leave you guys with a couple of resources and tools, okay? Um, so first off, hormone basics. Okay, what are our hormones? <laughs> hormones are everything in our body. Okay. They are what control our sleep. They are what control our hunger cues. They are what control our sex and our reproduction. They are what control our energy. Like we have so many hormones throughout our body that are constantly ebbing and flowing. And I think the biggest thing to remember about our hormones 
is that they are not the same every single day. So your hormones right now, if you are a menstruating woman, woman will not be the same in your body until this day, next cycle. Okay. So as females, we change our hormones on a monthly cycle, typically every like 28 to 32 days, ideally, unless you have a shorter or longer cycle. Um, whereas men's hormones kind of cycle on a 24 hour clock. Okay. So when we think about intermittent fasting, when we think about hit workouts, when we think about all those kind of things in that productivity, when we think of the general day, okay. And how society has kind of themed our world, it is very much around a masculine hormonal structure. Okay. Way back when men were the breadwinners, right? Men went to work, women stayed home. Women had a lot more flexibility in their lives. And now women still live that busy day-to-day life like men do. So this is why we need to be so much more educated on our hormones and how we can benefit them individually, because we are not made to work on the same schedule and eat on the same schedule and move on the same schedule day in and day out, because our chemical makeup in our body is different. So if you are expecting to follow the same nutritional plan, to follow the same exercise regime, to have the same energy every single day, and you're not giving yourself that grace that you can feel different day to day, that's a big learning curve for you. Okay. And that's something that I want you to take away from this call of like, I am a woman, I am allowed to function differently, feel differently, have different energy, want to do different things, have different sex drive at different points of the month. And that's okay. Nothing is wrong with me. It's literally my chemical makeup, okay? When you have intuition and when you are in tune with your hormonal system, you feel it. And it's powerful and it's invigorating to know what's going on. So that's a little bit about why they're important. Hormones go beyond our period. So again, if you're a menstruating woman, remember if you are on a a birth control, uh, especially a hormonal one, it is not your period. It is the medication-induced bleed. So basically when you're taking those sugar pills or whatnot, basically you're just not putting hormones into your body to tell your body that it's pregnant. So it really isn't your true hormonal period. It is just a medication induced bleed. Whereas when you are off birth control and you are in tune with your cycle and you're figuring that out, that is actually your hormones triggering that. Okay. So if you want more information on that, a good book to read is called in the flow. It's one of my favorites. Um, you can write it down. I think it's like 20 bucks on audible, but it is a great read. Take little bites of it. It's a lot, but it is very in-depth and really good to understand just kind of what goes on within the body and how we can really cycle sync and whatnot. We talked a little bit about men versus women, and this is something that you can start to kind of come into awareness with, with maybe your spouse or men in your life of really recognizing that they have a different chemical makeup than we do. Um, what we're going to be talking about a lot today is cortisol versus sex hormones. Cortisol is our stress hormone. It honestly, it's something that I think every woman should be a little bit more in tune with to make sure that they are optimizing because cortisol is what affects, think of like a teeter totter. Okay. We need some cortisol in our body. We need that natural spike, usually about an hour after we wake up to wake us up in the morning, to keep us going and whatnot. Cortisol is not the enemy. It's the imbalance of cortisol that really throws us off, whether we have too much or too little. If we have too much cortisol, we have too little sex hormones. Okay. That's where we can get low estrogen. That's where we can get like no libido and all of that. Same goes if we have too many sex hormones, we have really low cortisol. That's where we have like plummeted and we can have really hard 
you know, estrogen dominance, we can have a hard time with weight loss. So we really want to even out that teeter totter. And it's literally in the body of if we have too much cortisol, we can't produce those sex hormones. If we have too many sex hormones, and we have estrogen dominance, we're not going to have enough cortisol to kind of wake us up. We're always going to be tired. We're not going to get that get up and go in the morning. So it's a really good kind of analogy and a visual visual tool to think of like a teeter totter there. Okay. And a lot of health people, they really talk about our hormones and specifically like ovulation in our period as being our fifth vital sign. So if you are not on a birth control measure, um, Thinking and knowing about your period and how that's playing through. Is it regular? Did you have wicked PMS symptoms? All of these things, the consistency of your blood. You can learn about all of this and in the flow. It's amazing. That really tells you a lot about how you treated your body that last month. It's like a report card. Okay. Our body is always sending us signals. Think about your period as like so many people dread their period. Think about it as like a monthly check-in. Did I listen to my stress signals? Did I nourish my body properly? Did I take care of my nervous system? Did I move my body well enough? Did I reduce my toxic load? All these certain things so that we have that monthly check-in, okay? Um, Heading to the next one, gut health. Gut health is kind of a like a buzzword right now. I think it's going around a lot on Instagram and social media and whatnot, but it is so important. In the embryo, so when we were literally created inside our mothers, you guys, our brain and our gut were connected. Okay. There's so much power that is stored within our gut that influences our mood and our hormones and our immune system and everything. Like our gut really holds it all. Right. So I'm going to talk specifically today, like I said, about cortisol, about our hormones and whatnot. And that's, there's so much more that we could talk about gut health in terms of, you know, immunity and and mental wellness and whatnot. But today we're going to focus just on elevated cortisol levels, inflammation and everything. So gut issues lead to chronic inflammation, which leads to elevated cortisol levels. Okay. Gut inflammation creates, so inflammation is not good, right? It's going to create what's called leaky gut. That's literally where bacteria, toxins, and food leak into our bloodstream and our body releases cortisol to try and control that. Okay. It doesn't really know what else to do. And that's where I, when, um, you know, we get our gut health under control, we usually lose inflammation in our face. We lose inflammation in our body. You might notice water retention has dropped right away. When we start to take care of our gut health, you can get quite quick results with that reduce of inflammation. It's not necessarily weight loss. Okay. And I want you to remember that inflammation holds onto water. So yes, there's going to be weight that drops on the scale, but it's not fat loss per se, right? It's that water weight. It's that inflammation. It's that retention. When we get, when we, if we don't treat it, that's what can lead to that adrenal fatigue and that imbalance of cortisol levels. So when we have cortisol pumping through our body all the time, our adrenals actually shut off. They're just like, I'm out, I'm good. And we get that imbalance. Then we get that imbalance of sex hormones. And then we get that low libido. We get that tiredness or that, you know, we can't wind down at night. We're exhausted, but like we can't turn our brain off. We can't go to sleep, right? We're not feeling rested. We're waking up multiple times in the night. And a lot of that comes back to that gut health. Okay. So signs of gut inflammation, you can kind of check these off mentally. If you, if you want fatigue, heartburn, skin issues, migraines, poor sleep, bad PMS symptoms, constipation, diarrhea, Um, a lot of different signs about gut inflammation, you know, severe bloating after eating, um, bloating in general, those kinds of things. Okay. And I will say there is some 
PMS symptoms that are natural. Okay. A little bit of cramping is normal. Okay. Your body is literally shedding a womb and getting ready to get rid of something in your body. You're not going to feel totally normal. We're going to talk about how that plays out and what that can look like and the role that progesterone, another sex hormone has in all of that, which is going to give you guys a lot of clarity into like why your body changes, why you feel a little bit more hungry, why you might not feel that you're most confident in different stages of your cycle and how to combat that. Um, but just knowing gut inflammation leads to, uh, to elevated cortisol levels. It's super, super important. Okay. So stay with me here. Caffeine and cortisol. Okay. This is a big, big one and something that's really, really close to my heart. So when we are having elevated levels of caffeine, okay. So I want you to do a little bit of a mental check in terms of how much caffeine that you have on the daily. Do you wake up and you have a couple cups of coffee before you leave the house? Are those on an empty stomach? Do you have food in your system? Are you having water before, you know, do you have a, are you reaching for that cup of coffee all morning? Are you, is, are you in a habit of sipping that throughout the day? Do you have one at lunch? Do you need to slam back an energy drink at 3 p.m.? How about pre-workout before the gym? Different teas, chocolate, um, all these different things, they add up with caffeine, okay? The more caffeine that we have, the more cortisol that is released in our body, okay? There's a reason why when you're pregnant, they reduce the amount of, of caffeine that you're supposed to have. I believe it's about 250 milligrams or under, right? So I always think, I'm like, okay, if that is what is ideal to create life in our body. Why are we functioning in a different level, right? These, our body is the bot, the home that we are supposed to live in for the next, whatever, 70, 80 years, right? <laughs> However long we can live. So why not treat it the best that we can, right? So when we are listening to our body cues, sometimes we need to just think, okay, is this out of habit or is this out of necessity? If this is out of necessity, is it because I haven't had my caffeine intake? Am I in an addictive state where my body is just used to that threshold? Or are there other things that I can do to help with that? Okay. Ensuring proper sleep. We're going to get to that. Getting outside. Okay. So many adults, we don't see the sun and our circadian rhythm is so important for kind of elevating our energy, right? activity. Have we moved our body? Right. I always say treat your body, like treat yourself like a child. Would you keep a child inside all day? And would you not allow them to move their body? They would go absolutely crazy. Why do we treat ourselves any differently? Right. <laughs> treat yourself like you would treat a child, get them outside, allow them to run around, do the same for you, move your body. It is a gift that we get to move our body. And we think that it will drain us initially, but it actually will help us to feel a lot better. And then obviously proper nutrition. I Nutrition could be a whole other webinar, but really thinking like, okay, how does this food make me feel, right? Everybody's body is going to metabolize things differently. Every food is going to feel different for people. Um, if you feel really crappy eating dairy and you feel inflamed and you feel bloated and whatnot, maybe try cutting that out. Maybe that's gluten. Maybe those, like, those are typically kind of inflammatory foods. You could cut those out. You'd probably feel amazing. Some people can process them well. I'm not going to say like black or white that they're bad for you, but start to pay attention to how you feel. Maybe get some gluten-free pasta and see, hey, do I feel a little bit lighter after I eat that? Do I feel a little bit better when I get the non-dairy milk instead of the regular milk? Like play with your body a little bit and do that experimentation um, just because everybody's body is different. So I'm not going to give you guys um, kind of strict, hard rules on that. 
One thing that really helped me was honestly fizz. Okay. I have gone from having 1100 milligrams of caffeine a day to having 110, 110. That's like half of what pregnant women should have. And I feel the best I ever have. I've helped to heal my hormones. I've helped to get my energy back to a point where I don't need. I remember literally laying in bed, you guys, and I don't know if you can like relate to this and hearing my my coffee machine had a self timer and I would, uh, I would set that right. I would hear that beep go off and it's like beep beep. And it's like, Oh, it's done. And I would be like, okay, I can function now. I can move on. My coffee is ready. We're good. Right. The difference here is that coffee, coffee is not the, the, the enemy. Okay. If you want to enjoy a nice cup of coffee in the morning to wake up very different. Okay. I was at a point where I needed it. My body was heavily reliant on it. If I didn't have it, I had literally withdrawal symptoms. I would get a headache. I would, you know, be like, I'd have brain fog. I would not be as energetic as I could be. That's a big difference than saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to make myself a, you know, an espresso this morning. I'm going to have a nice Americano. I'm going to go grab a latte with a friend. That's different than having kind of a bodily reaction to it. So also notice if that's a thing, if you're getting that slump at 3 p.m. So with fizz, fizz is a slow release caffeine rather than a quick jolt. Okay. So with coffee, you're going to get that spike with a spike always comes the crash. Okay. Fizz is derived from green tea, which is a lot less acidic and it doesn't have that spike and crash like coffee does. So it's going to be more of a slow sustained release. It's less acidic on your body. Remember leaky gut when we have acidic acidity in our body, that's a higher percentage chance that we're going to get leaky gut, more chronic inflammation, more cortisol release. So when we have a lower acidic, we're more neutral in our body. We're going to be able to protect that gut lining a lot more. It's also got tons of B vitamins in it. We've also got CoQ10, which supports hormonal function and thyroid function. That's in fizz as well. And when we just break it down, we've got 55 milligrams per stick versus about 150 per cup of coffee at home. I always say 150. If you Google it, it'll say like 100 to 120. But you guys, nobody drinks out of eight ounce mugs anymore. People have mugs that are like this big. It ain't 100 to 120. Okay. People are like walking around with like my water glass of mugs and they're filling that with coffee being like, I had one cup. No, you didn't. You had about three. So usually about 150 at home. And then a a Starbucks grande is about 330. So when you're bringing that all together, you can kind of see what you're going for. Okay. And what you're like right now, your caffeine intake is. Um, the other thing is we just actually got the caffeine free fizz. So that is always a, an option too. If you're like, Hey, I just want some more B vitamins. I just need a little bit of a boost, but I don't want the whole shebang, um, right off the bat. Or if you can't tolerate caffeine, that's a really great option for an easy boost there. So dealing and just becoming aware of your caffeine intake can really help because think of it as, okay, you've got your adrenals going. Those are your kind of energy, um, creators in your body. They know what your body needs. Like I always thought when I was severely addicted, like why do kids just wake up and have energy, right? It's because they don't have any, first of all, they're getting really good sleeps. Second of all, they don't have any external sources of caffeine coming in. You can probably think back to when you started having coffee and then you just need a little bit more and a little bit more. And maybe now you're to a point where you kind of got it dialed, but you never really get that like buzz from coffee again, right? We get that tolerance and that's our adrenal glands becoming really, um, used to it. Right. So don't go cold Turkey. If you're trying to kind of cut back on your caffeine, still enjoy your coffee and just kind of make that alternative swap for your fizz. 
But when we're pumping our body full of that external caffeine, it's slowly telling our adrenals to turn off. And at some point, they're just going to like go on vacation and be like, well, it seems like you're good. Like you've got all this other caffeine coming in, you know, getting the cortisol going, waking your body up. I'm just going to take a little hiatus. Right. And they're going to shut off. That's what like if you can think of that kind of scenario and like think of that as a visual in your mind. That's what adrenal fatigue is, okay? Once that those adrenals have gotten all those kind of sensors to say, I'm good. I don't need to work. I don't need to produce that energy. You've got enough. Now we need to slowly reverse that, slowly start to get rid of that caffeine and start to amp up that adrenal function again so that we can really feel that energy from within. And that's one of the biggest differences that I find with our clients with that start on their green gut glow and start to really transition over as they get the energy from the micronutrients, we're going to talk about this. They start to heal their gut. They have that caffeine swap. They have that slow release caffeine and it all starts to come together where they just feel that like organic energy from within. They're like, wow, I don't need that coffee. I'm not finding myself going to Starbucks. I can drive past that drive-through and be like, no, you know what? I'm good. Right. That's empowering. That's you having energy to get through your day without having to run across the street and spend $7 on a latte. That's empowering being able to play with your kids after a day of work and not be like, oh my gosh, this is terrible, right? Like that's the difference maker that having that organic energy can make. Um, so moving on to the next topic is stress and sleep. So this is so, so, so important. And I wanted to really talk about this because, um, you know, a lot of people were in, again, when I was in my adrenal fatigue, it was kind of like sexy to be like rise and grind, like do the next thing. Let's work, 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 right. Get up before the sun. Sleep is so important. Sleep hygiene and having a proper nighttime routine is also important. It's never going to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect, but these are some things that you can really focus on. So aiming for seven to nine hours, if you're somebody that's like, oh yeah, I can function on five, no problem. Your body's probably in a fight or flight response. Okay. I'm just going to put it honestly. Like most people need, like our bodies literally need seven to nine hours and our bodies only heal your cells only rejuvenate and heal themselves when we're sleeping. When we're awake, we are worried about functioning and breathing and moving and you know, all of these things. We need that healing time. Okay. If we run on lack of sleep, think of people who, you know, think of disease. Okay. Dis-ease. Our body is not in ease when we are have disease, right? So when we can relax, when we can allow our body and ourselves to properly turn over, we're going to naturally reduce the risk of, you know, improper turnover. Improper cell turnover creates disease. Okay. And I'm not going to get into all of that, but if you want to honestly benefit your health in one way, focus on your sleep hygiene. Okay. Focus on your hormone health and how you are recovering. When I do dental surgeries for patients, I literally tell them, this is my permission slip for you to have as many naps as you want. Get your sleep, focus on your sleep because your body only heals when you're sleeping. If you're going to pull all nighters and all of this, your body is not going to turn over. Well, our skin rejuvenates while we sleep our cells every seven years, every single cell in our body is turned over. You have a completely different skeleton every seven years. You start now taking care of your hormone health, taking care of your body. What could that do seven years into the future? 
You are literally creating your cell turnover right now, your bones, your organs, your, your skin, everything for in seven years. If that's not empowering, I don't know what is, right? Like you are in the driver's seat for that. So aiming for seven to nine hours, removing blue light one to two hours before bed. And I'm just going to be straight honest. This is something that I work on every single day. Um, but a couple of things that you can do if you are somebody that has to work late into the night, if you have online work that you have to do, if you, you know, relax at night by watching an episode of Netflix. Okay. A couple realistic things. Cause sometimes that's just not realistic. And I'm going to be honest that that is difficult for most people wearing blue light glasses settings on your phone. You can actually create, um, warm settings. There's a, a timer on iPhones. There's one on MacBooks. Um, and I, some TVs actually have them where it'll turn into a warm setting and you can set that for like 7 PM or 8 PM or whatnot. So it gets rid of a lot of the blue light. Um, and actually helps your body to kind of wind down. So I would look into that if you haven't already set that up on your computer or your phone or whatnot, because that can really help. You can also turn down the brightness on your TV. There's different brightness um, levels. And that's something that can really help just to kind of start to turn off your brain. Consistently waking up and going to sleep at the same time nightly is huge. Again, that circadian rhythm and really focusing in on that. Not looking at your phone first thing in the morning. Try to have a 30-minute wake-up period if you can. Um, you know, get up, make your green gut glow. If you want to do a meditation, do some stretching, whatever. Even just tidying up the house, like doing a little things allows your body to slowly wake up before you start getting into this, like, go, go, go. Our bones are stimulating, right? Right away. We're getting into that, like dopamine rush. We're getting into that cortisol rush. We we're seeing things. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. And we are pumping that cortisol right away when we get up. If we can ease into that, even give ourselves 20, 30 minutes, you're going to notice a huge shift in your day. Use that time to journal or meditate or do 10 minutes of stretching or whatnot. And I'm going to share with you guys some tools that you can do, do a tapping or whatnot. Get sunlight in your eyeballs as early as you can. Now, this is different for people that live in areas where it's dark in the morning, or maybe you're getting up early. But again, nothing needs to be perfect. Try to get some sunshine. If you get to work and it's bright out, like literally just stand there and take three deep breaths and like take in the sun on your body. It's really going to help and taking those little, I call them parasympathetic breaks. I'll talk about those as well later on, uh, but those can be huge for your nervous system. Again, when you're sleeping, eye masks. Jared and I, my fiance and I, we sleep with an eye mask every single night. And that's because we sleep in the, or we live in an apartment building that backs onto a main road that has street lights. It has Christmas lights out there on the movie theater that's across from us, all these things. Our room is not pitch black. If you live in a pitch black room and you're sleeping there, fantastic. But for us, we don't. And this really helps to just give us that, again, that dark environment so our brain can fully kind of know, okay, it's nighttime. I can turn off. I'm going to sleep. Okay. So regulating your cortisol levels has a lot to do with re regulating our circadian rhythm. And when we can focus on that sleep hygiene, you're going to notice a big change in that cortisol level as well. Okay. So getting into the products that can help support us with the gut health, with our caffeine reduction, with our sleep. Green Gut Glow is the staple product. I would say 90% of um, our my customers start with this just because, again, our gut health, like I said, it is the core of so many things that we do. 70% of our immune function comes from our gut, our, our hormone health, our energy, our mood, um, our skin, all of this stuff, right? Our skin, if you're having eczema, psoriasis, acne, I always say our gut either goes to our shit or our skin. Okay. If there's kids around, I apologize, but it's true. If your shit is off, if you have constipation, diarrhea, gas, bloating, anything like that, 
focus on your gut health. If you've got eczema, rosacea, psoriasis, um, acne, rashes, keratosis polaris, or that chicken skin, right? Focus on your gut health. You will notice changes. When people think, oh, I want to glow. It's not necessarily, yes, skincare is a big component. Um, that's a whole topic for another day. But focus on your gut. We glow from the inside out, right? When, and also when we feel good, we're more confident and we glow in a different way. So the Green Gut Glow is a three-step system. Um, one is the greens. Those contain the micronutrients from 36 different fruits and vegetables. Again, as a female, we are so complex and so diverse. I almost can guarantee you that I do not get all my vitamins and minerals in from food sources alone on a day-to-day -day basis. Our food sources are also very different than they were in the past, right? Soil is not the same. Farming is not the same. Quality of food ingredients is just not the same. So having a quality supplement to supplement those vitamins and minerals is almost essential, okay? Gut health support. Our gut health product is shelf-stable, which is huge. It doesn't need to be in the fridge. It's easy for travel, easy for on the go. Keep it at work if you forget to make it at home, but you have a minute at work to make it. It's got prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes in it. So it's not, it's a three-in-one gut health support. Our prebiotics are what feeds our probiotics. Our probiotics are healthy gut flora. And then our digestive enzymes are actually what breaks down carbs, fats, proteins, lactose. So if you're lactose intolerant, this is huge for you. Um, and it's got a safe delivery system to ensure proper delivery to the gut. So it doesn't actually get broken down with our um, uh, acidity in our stomach because we just have gastric acid in there to make sure that it actually gets to where it needs to go, which is like the small intestine and whatnot. Okay. Um, it's also, we've also got the skin elixir in there, which is our collagen builder. Uh, it's not a collagen powder. Arbonne is a fully vegan company. So we cannot have a collagen powder because typically collagen is just ground up like horse hooves and fish scales put into a powder. Very nice. Right. Um, it's gross. So we actually use hyaluronic acid, uh, vitamin C and biotin to help the body create collagen. So this is where we can, again, get that glow. We fix our gut. We get those micronutrients. We help out our collagen production. After age 30, you lose about one, women lose about 1% of their collagen every year, okay? So if we can be helping our body to keep that, that's huge, right? Our collagen is not just for vanity. Yes, this does help with vanity, our hair, skin, nails, all the things, but it also helps with our joints. Collagen is very, very, very prominent in our joints and super important to help. If you've got achy knees, rheumatoid arthritis, arthritis, this can help you. One, reduce that chronic inflammation. Two, help out that collagen production. Okay, so it kind of plays double duty there. Um, then obviously our fizz, fizz is not included in the Green Gut Glow Bundle, but it is uh, an addition product that most people, myself included, add into it. Um, and that is something that I would really, really encourage just for flavor um, and just making that kind of a fully comprehensive uh, morning drink. This is again, your premium fuel for your body first thing in the morning and also helps just getting kind of like a liter of water in right away, okay? So that is a green gut glow. Intercom is another one, okay? So when we think about stress and sleep, Intercom is one of my favorite products. I think it's super underrated. People don't talk about it as enough, but it's got three main ingredients in it that really help with that cortisol and hormone function. So one is ashwagandha, which is an adaptogenic um, de-stress powder. So um, this is an adaptogenic herb and it balances cortisol, helps to improve our sex hormone function and helps with that teeter-totter, okay? L-theanine, again, also reduces stress hormone release in the central nervous system. 
Saffron reduces PMS symptoms, anxiety, and helps out our stress hormones. Okay. So those three ingredients are all in intercom. You can have this at any time in the day. So if you find that you get really stressed in the morning, maybe kids getting off to school or whatnot, it doesn't make you drowsy, which is super important to know. Um, but it does really help with just kind of giving you that sense of calm. So I prefer mine as a nightcap. I like to have mine in a nice big uh, cup of water. I like it to be about warm to hot. Um, my fiance, Jared, likes his cold. Choose your own adventure. I don't care. It still works the same either way. I just wouldn't put it in boiling water just because it can reduce the effectiveness of the ingredients. But those are the three that you should be having. So if you do have any hormonal issues, I always recommend the Green Gut Glow and Fizz for the morning and then your inner calm for your evening kind of habit stack. Okay. So that's your evening mud bowl. Um, next is do, 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 our appetite control, um, or our magnesium powder. So I personally hate the name of this product. <laughs> I think they should absolutely rebrand it. Uh, I think appetite control, sure. Fine. Does it have fiber in it? Yes, it does. Um, can fiber help to reduce our cravings? Sure. Um, but I think more importantly, it is packed with magnesium citrate and magnesium is involved. First of all, it's one of the main minerals that our bodies are deficient in. So most people are deficient in magnesium. Two, it is responsible for over 300 biochemical reactions in our body. So you think you are deficient in that, plus you're trying to get your body to function at an optimal level, but you're not supplementing with it. How are we supposed to feel our best, right? It is essential for hormone balance and thyroid function. It lowers cholesterol. It helps to metabolize carbs, fats, and proteins. There's different types of magnesium out there. There's bisglycinate, all these different types. Magnesium citrate is the most bioavailable form of magnesium, meaning that it is absorbed better in, um, in the body than other forms, okay? Bisglycinate is more for like mood stability. So that's sometimes what you'll, if you're on Pinterest or Instagram or whatnot, you'll see them talk about there because it can cross the blood brain barrier. Citrate is more um, absorbed in the body. So that's what we need for, you know, digestion, for hormone health and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, both have pros and cons, just different forms. It's all about based on like particle size and stuff like that, but we don't need to get into that today. So the other thing to think about is absorbability. Okay. So when we want to be taking our, our supplements, the biggest thing with magnesium is because we need it so often, we need it for so many things. Arbonne has formulated this really well that the ideal serving is three scoops throughout the day. So kind of like think breakfast, lunch, dinner, or I wrote out here, you could have it like in your green gut glow. If you didn't want to have your fizz in there, let's say you want to have your fizz separate. The inner or the appetite control has a delicious strawberry kiwi flavor. So you could do your greens, your gut health, your skin elixir, and then add in one scoop of the appetite control. That's what a lot of people will do to get that in, in the morning, that magnesium boost they'll have their fizz separate. You could have one midday. It's a delicious flavor. It's yummy. You can maybe mix it with your fizz. If you have an afternoon, pick me up like I do. I have one fizz in the morning, one in the, in the afternoon. And then you could mix a scoop with your peach green tea intercom at night, right? So there you're having your 300 milligram servings. You're having three th throughout the day and you're really getting that magnesium that's kind of spread out throughout the day. Okay. Um, you can just have two scoops or three scoops at once. But again, when we're thinking of ideal absorbability, three scoops would be ideal. But again, we're not perfect. Choose your own adventure. What works for you is not going to work for somebody else. Um, everybody has different lives. So that is the appetite control or the magnesium powder that is huge for hormonal health. Okay. So 
Let's get into cycle syncing. Okay. This is a really fun topic, something that I love to educate on. Um, if you are a menstruating woman, uh, this is huge. If you are in menopause or you are not a menstruating woman, then you can think of cycle syncing as pairing up with the moons. Okay. And that's what a lot of people will do is like, when you think of like the new moon, um, uh, or the full moon, they rotate on similar kind of cycles. So you can kind of start to pair up your energies with those. Okay. So thinking menstruating, our first phase is menstruation. Okay. That's when our body is shedding our womb. Think of this, I'm going to kind of pair it to season. So it's really easy to think about and to remember. So menstruation is like winter. Okay. We kind of want to be like cozy. We're low energy. We're not going out. We're like not running around in the fields. We want light exercise, things like yoga, maybe light Pilates, lots of walks, all this kind of stuff, warming food. So lots of like, um, roasted vegetables, not a bunch of like raw vegetables. You wouldn't really want to eat those necessarily in winter. We are literally shedding a womb out of our body. We are losing blood plus a bunch of other minerals and nutrients. So we want to focus on iron rich foods. Do not skip your greens in this period. You will notice it. Um, and also focusing if you are a meat eater on red meats and replenishing those iron levels. Okay. So that is our menstruation. When we're thinking of cycle sinking and energy and whatnot, we probably aren't going to be the most like magnetic people in the world. If you're planning like a presentation or a networking event or something like that, maybe don't plan it for when you're menstruating. Okay. <laughs> that might not be when you're like the most vibrant, the most like outgoing, you're going to want to plan that in the summer, right? In ovulation, when you're like electric and you're magnetic and you have that energy and you want to, you know, be out there and conversing with people. If you have the power to know your cycle and to know when those are, you can get really in tune with your body and start to really amplify um, and take advantage of knowing those different times. So follicular phase is think about the spring. Your hormone levels are starting to rise. You want more light, crisp foods. You can have higher carbohydrate meals because you have more energy. You're likely expending more energy. And you can bring in those more high intensity workouts. So this is when I try to do, you know, those spin classes or um, high intensity runs or, um, you know, hit workout classes and stuff like that. That's when our body can tolerate them a little bit more. This is when you can do some more presentations. You're more like task focused. Um, and this is when you kind of feel like I always find I feel good in my follicular phase. Like after my period, I'm like, okay, I feel like tight again. I feel myself. My progesterone has dropped off. I'm not retaining as much water. You might feel a bit tighter and you're like, damn, I look good. Right? Like that is typically in your follicular phase. Ovulation is summer. Okay. So when we think about it, this is like your sexy time. Okay. This is when you are fertile, you are wanting it. You are have energy. You want to connect with others. You've also got that spike in body temperature. So it's not uncommon to feel that little spike. If you have a, um, like a tracking app or you track your, your hormones and your body temperature, you will notice this. Okay. That's normal in ovulation. That is good. And then fall is your luteal phase. Okay. So in your luteal phase, think of it as being uh, the fall. So your body is literally creating a womb. We always have to remember this. Okay. You guys give yourself grace in your luteal phase. People think, oh, I'm more tired. Yeah. Your body's creating a womb to hold life. Okay. It is working our BMR or our basal metabolic rate. Just how many calories we burn on a daily basis. If we were to lay in a bed goes up by roughly 240 calories, just by doing nothing. Because our body is creating a womb, it is working hard. So if you find yourself getting a little bit more hungry, 
that's fine. Eat some proper food. Don't try to restrict yourself like, like crazy in your, in your luteal phase or feel really bad for being a little bit more hungry. Give yourself some proper nutrients. Okay. That doesn't mean go crack, like cram back a whole pint of Ben and Jerry's. That's not nutrition, right? That's not going to help you. That's going to spike your blood sugar. It's going to make you feel like crap, right? That's going to elevate your inflammation. That's going to elevate your cortisol. And it's just going to turn into this perfect storm instead of being like, Hey, I'm a little bit more hungry. I'm going to have some more chicken and some more um, yams or whatever, right? I'm going to give myself a larger portion of food because I'm, I'm genuinely more hungry. My body is working harder. This is where we want to have those lower intensity workouts. Think about it. We are creating a womb. We don't want to now go put a bunch of you know, physical stress on our body, that's also going to create that perfect storm, right? If you are doing that, and I am very sensitive to this, you can notice that your periods might be irregular. The luteal phase is most likely where if you have irregular length periods, specifically longer cycles, that this is where that stress is playing a role. Okay. So if you're doing too many high intensity workouts, if you're overstressed psychologically, and you're not really focusing on your central nervous system, this is where you can start to get that extended, um, those extended periods. This is also where your progesterone rises. And if you don't know about progesterone, you can Google it. We're not going to get into it, but it is a water hog. Okay. Progesterone is a water hog hormone. This is where you retain water. Okay. So if you ever feel like, Oh, I just feel more puffy or oh my gosh, the scale went up like three pounds, or I just don't really like feel myself. My pants are a little bit tighter. This is typically because one, you're creating a womb, but two, you've got higher levels of progesterone and it holds on to water retention. That's why after our period, we usually shed all that progesterone. It's out of our system. We aren't holding on to that water and we feel tighter into our follicular phase. So give yourself that grace that you're not going to feel your best all of the time. Okay. We're women, but we also have to be really grateful for those changes because they are so, so, so powerful as well. This is a phase that you want to make sure that you're taking that magnesium. Okay. That magnesium is going to help you out with those PMS symptoms, going to help you out with all of those things. Okay. Um, and like I said here, this is your phase to dictate your pre-period PMS. If you want to have a nice, easy, breezy, beautiful period, focus on self-love in your luteal phase. Okay. Lower intensity workouts, help yourself out, give yourself some more self-care, lower intensity, go for walks, Pilates. You know, you can still lift weights, just you're not doing like crazy plyos. If you're doing any of the healthy habits club workouts, maybe you take the modification and you're not doing jump squats, you're just doing squats, right? You can still work out, still move your body, still give yourself that love. You still want to sweat, detoxify and all the things, but you're not pushing yourself to that crazy, crazy um, extent. Let's move on to the next. So ways that you can lower your cortisol to make fat loss easier. And I was hesitant on bringing weight loss into this, um, just because I don't want it to be all about weight loss, but it is, you know, something that people want to focus on. So a couple little tips, strength training three to four times a week, you guys focus on muscle building. Okay. Our muscle, especially as women is so, so, so important. It's what's going to keep your metabolism healthy. It's going to, going to keep our hormone health, um, rolling. And it's also going to help us feel good and be able to function, right? Reducing your HIIT training, especially in the second half of your cycle, making those modifications and being okay with that and not seeing that as a sign of weakness, but a sign of, hey, I'm honoring my body in the phase that it's at. Um, 
high protein breakfast, starting your, your day out with a high protein breakfast is crucial. One for blood sugar balance. If you are somebody that's getting up and having a massive cup of coffee, plus a pastry, and then going from there, you're going to notice that your blood sugar is all over the map. You're probably going to get wicked cravings. You're probably going to get a massive crash in the middle of the day. Instead of starting that out with maybe either some eggs, um, you know, or toast in the morning, uh, maybe you're starting that out with a high protein, uh, protein shake. So I start my day out every single day with our essential meal protein. It's about 24 grams in there. Plus when I add in my uh, peanut butter and I throw extra egg whites in my smoothie from the carton because they're pasteurized, I'm getting like 35 to 40 grams of protein right away in the morning. That keeps me full until about 1 p.m. when I have my lunch at the office. So our essential meal protein has, it's more complex for meal replacement. It's got 24 grams of protein in it. The Simply One protein has 20 grams, still very similar. Um, I use both of them. Honestly, the essential meal is just so creamy. It's made with avocado oil. It's delicious. So I love it. Um, and then I also have a second essential meal protein shake in the afternoon at about three o'clock when I'm starting to get those like cravings come in. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have this. I'm going to have a high protein, well-balanced shake so that I can go home, do my workout, and I'm not like coming home and picking all, all the food, right? That's when we make those poor choices, we spike our blood sugar again, and all of it goes away, right? Um, seven to nine hours of sleep per night, evening routine, regulates your nervous system, controls cravings, hunger hormones. Um, and again, it's our body's time to rest and recover, reduce inflammation, which is going to help with fat loss. And then stress management, okay? If we are always in that fight or flight response, our body is not going to take care of itself. It's not going to get into that parasympathetic rest and digest state. If we are not digesting our body well, our food well, we're going to hold on to it, right? Our body doesn't feel safe. It's going to hold on to it. If you are, another way to think about this is if you are really restricting during the day all of your food, and then you're like gorging at night because you're super, super hungry, your body is so confused. If we're in a restrictive state, our body is going to hold on to every single calorie because it doesn't know when it's going to get more food. It gets into that kind of, um, uh, I can't think of the word, but anyway, it's going to hold on to all that. Instead of eating well-balanced meals, starting our day off with a well-balanced protein heavy meal in the morning is essential. If you're focusing on, on, on hormone health, intermittent fasting probably isn't the best route for you. If you are really stable in your hormones, you can maybe go into that. But again, like I said, men and women are very different. Our hormones are very different. Be very careful with intermittent fasting. Digestive breaks versus intermittent fasting are very different. Digestive breaks, I love them. Make sure that you're getting 12 hours, 10 to 12 hours of a digestive break from the time you stop eating in the evening to the time you start eating in the day. That's going to really help your body to digest the food that it's in, reduce that inflammation and help out with that gut health. Okay. That doesn't mean waiting until 12 o'clock, only drinking coffee in the morning, restricting, you're hungry, you're not eating, and then gorging yourself for five or six to eight hours in your eating window. That's going to cause a lot of havoc on your hormones, right? Digestive windows versus intermittent fasting are very, very different. And it's going to have a massive effect on your body if you're trying to lose weight. Uh, meditation, journaling, walks, breath breaks throughout the day. So these are those parasympathetic breaks. If you find yourself getting really worked up, take a five, like three second break and just take some really deep breaths. That's going to tell your body, like I'm safe. I am good. I can get out of that fight or flight response and I can get into that more rest and digest state. Okay. So that's something that you can always try to play with as well. Um, 
personal care products. Going to really touch on this quickly. Um, but this is something, I, again, I could do an entire other webinar on, but especially because we're talking about products and whatnot, this is a huge, huge, huge component of my uh, hormone health journey and one of the big, big benefits of Arbonne. So Arbonne has over 450 different products, you guys. Some of those are nutrition products. A whole schwack of them are skincare, body care, baby care, deodorant, makeup, all these different things. The average woman puts 168 chemicals on their skin daily from personal care products alone. That doesn't account for the environmental toxins and all the other things that we cannot control. The thing is, we can control those 168 chemicals. Okay, that's just strictly through our consumer choice. We can't control what's in the air, what's in our water system, you know, unless you got a massive filtration system. I don't personally, but like there's a lot of stuff that we can't control. Why don't we just control the things that we can, right? Our skin is our largest organ. It takes 26 seconds for an ingredient in a skincare product to get into your bloodstream. So if you're spending all this time and all this energy to help out your hormones and doing all this testing and whatnot, but you're not caring about what you're putting in and on your body, that was the realization I had. And I was like, whoa, I need to change that. But I will say it's very overwhelming going to a store and trying to find a proper product that's clean, that doesn't have a bunch of crap in it that actually works. That's why for me, Arvon made sense from a consumer standpoint, because I could just switch and ditch. When my body lotion was out, okay, I grabbed the Arvon Shea Butter Body Lotion. When my makeup ran out, I grabbed our makeup. When my deodorant ran out, I grabbed our deodorant and so on and so forth. That's where I really started to see that big change. And I just strictly urbanized my life, right? Thinking about post-shower, this is where you use most of your personal care products. You come out, you probably use like 12 products right out of the shower, right? Your pores are open. These ingredients are seeping into your bloodstream even more. Let's start to be aware of it. Bath salts, bath bombs, all of these things. We can switch and ditch that. We've got a whole bath and body line, right? So I would encourage you, if you haven't just gone onto your website and or your PC account or whatnot, and just browse the different personal care products, see what's there that the next time, instead of going to Superstore or Save-On or Shoppers Drug Mart or Ulta or whatever it is, that you just say, hey, you know what? I can make this decision. I have this power and I can choose to purchase from a, a company that bans over 2,000 toxic ingredients. In the States, the FDA only bans 11 different ingredients from personal care products, you guys, and one of them is lead. Like I would, I would really hope that I'm not putting lead on my body, right? They have not passed a personal care product law to ban additional ingredients since the 1960s. How much has our knowledge grown about hormone health since the 1960s? It's crazy, right? A lot of products that say natural, marketing if you actually look into like how companies can market their products it doesn't actually have to be natural that can be in their marketing brand name so let's be conscious consumers let's look at labels let's you know shop with companies that are actually trusted and actually doing the testing we go by the european standards so like i said in the states they ban about 11 ingredients canada were slightly better at 200 to 300 in europe they ban over 1400 so we follow their standards Plus Arbonne bans an additional over 600. So we ban over 2000, like I said, um, and just have that clean connected promise. So if anything is cross-contaminated or whatnot, we literally do not put it on, on our website. So they will hold back lots there. Um, so these are some of the top 12 uh, kind of things that are banned. So perfumes, uh, fragrance, petroleum, uh, DEAs, parabens, triclosan, uh, sodium lauryl sulfate, uh, all of these different things that you can start to just kind of become aware of in your personal care products there, okay?
Um, so wrapping it up here, I wanted to give you guys some tools. Okay. That was a lot of information. I talked really fast. This was a little bit longer than I expected, but Hey, it's all good information for you. One of the biggest things that changed the game for me was our healthy habits club. And not just because it is awesome, but because it has so many tools and I want you to start to see it as a toolkit for your health and wellness. Okay. So things like workouts, We've got low intensity workouts. We've got now Pilates style workouts. We've got yoga on there. We've got, um, you know, mobility on there. These can all, you can utilize the healthy habits club with your cycle syncing. Okay. So when you're in your menstrual cycle or you're in your late luteal cycle, you can be doing more of the yoga flows. You can do more of the low intensity lifts. You can do some, I even like to do in those levels, um, in those, uh, phases, some of the like prenatal, um, lifts. There's some that Ashley Delaro, one of the coaches does when she was pregnant. So she takes out a lot of the plyometric movements. And those are really good for me to focus more on strength and technique, which are perfect for the luteal phases and menstrual phases. Okay. If I'm still wanting to lift, whereas in my follicular phase, maybe I'm doing some more of the hit workouts. I'm doing the kickboxing. I'm doing those kind of higher intensity workouts, right? It's perfectly set up for us to take the tools that we need. When we think of stress management, we've got our tapping sessions in there. We've got journal prompts. We've got breath work, all of these different modalities that you can really start to learn with. And if you do want more hormone information, I actually have four different hormone um, kind of series in there that I go through in a little bit more in depth, some of the cycle syncing and whatnot. So you can always look at those. I think you have to go to like the next page. We just have so many workouts on there now, um, but it's really just a massive tool that you can utilize for your wellness. It is not an all or nothing program. If you already have a program that you are loving or whatnot, and you just don't want to commit to something massive, this is perfect for you because again, you can pick and choose what you want from it at different periods. There's tons of different webinars and all that kind of stuff on there. If you're more into, um, uh, learning more. So this is a little bit about the information, but basically any order that you do, as long as it's 150 or above, whether it be a full order of deodorant, your nutrition products, makeup, skincare, uh, a baby line, whatever it is, it gets you into the healthy habits club on a monthly basis. So that's uh, some good information there for you. You can always reach out to myself or to your, the person that sent you this recording um, and get some information on that just so that you can be set up well for, for your needs. So I'm going to wrap that up. Um, I'm going to stop the recording here. If you are listening to the recording, like I said, and you have any questions, reach out to whoever sent this to you. We'd be more than ha happy to uh, answer any further questions or hook you up with any of the products or resources that we chatted about. Um, but just thank you so much for tuning in and hopefully you were able to learn a couple things. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It is our mission to help as many people truly thrive in all aspects of their life. It honestly means the world to us that you are here. If you got any value, support, or takeaways from today's episode, the best thing that you can do is screenshot this episode and share it to your social media. Or you can leave us a review below. We read every single one. If you are looking for additional support or resources, check the episode details below or send us a message on Instagram. We would love to connect.